Welcome back to another episode of the Competing for Christ podcast. My name is Ken Burke, and today I have someone that actually is used to being in my seat during podcast, Ryan Metz. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. It's great to have you on. I'm doing great. For our listeners out there, Ryan plays baseball at Virginia Tech, and he also has his own podcast called The Christian Athlete Paradox. Uh, he's someone that I've gotten advice from when starting my own podcast, and I really highly recommend anybody that I talk to to listen to your podcast because it's really well done, and you have some really, really amazing people on just talking about Christian athletes and just that paradox that you, I mean, that you titled your podcast. It's really inspiring, and it's it's something that really needs to be talked about. But I'll let, I'll let you talk about that in a bit. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on today. It really means a lot. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate the words. Uh, you know, I appreciate the regard of the podcast, you know, just trying to do something that God put on my heart and wanted to talk about. And so I'm excited for it. Well, just to get started, uh, can you give everybody a little bit of background about your playing career as a Christian athlete and maybe even a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, I'm, I'm a pitcher at Virginia Tech. And honestly, the name of the game for me has been injuries. Um, I will say I grew up in a Christian home. It was always something that I did. It was always something that I was about. Um, but then, you know, I got to college and I came into college with a stress fracture in my back, had that in high school and I got here and I broke the other side. And then the next mm -hmm. year I pulled a hamstring and like that made me miss some time. And then my junior year, um, I strained my UCL and missed some time for that. And like injuries has really just been the name of the game for me. But, you know, I think my, you know, like I said, I've always been a Christian, but going into my freshman year and not getting the playing time that I wanted because of my back injury kind of forced me to look and go, okay, there's got to be a bigger purpose here. Like Christianity can't just be something that I do on the side. It has to be a part of every part of my life. And so that's really where I kind of started to dive into, okay, baseball is my ministry field and baseball is where I'm, God has put me for a reason. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe last during COVID, I think I was listening to a podcast and God kind of put it on my heart. He's like, how hard could this be? Like, you could definitely do this. And so I started one called the Christian Athlete Paradox. And essentially, we're looking at the difference of why is Christianity and sports not a paradoxical thing? So many people want to like separate the two things. But the reality of it is, is that God gives it to us for a reason and gives us gifts and gives us the ability and the opportunity and the platform to play at a high level. And I don't think they're paradoxical. And, and that's kind of my whole purpose of the podcast is to show and to highlight different athletes that are using the platform that God has given them to spread the, the glory of the gospel to the ends of the earth, just like we're called. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of athletes don't realize that their sports are the ministry field. And obviously you realize that. And it, it was really inspiring to listen to your podcast and just, I mean, it was kind of the same inspiration that you got from listening to another podcast. It was like, okay, I know tons of people, and this is a great way to just share the gospel and literally do what Christ told us to do with our time here on earth. But listening to your podcast, you've had a lot of inspiring people on in so many conversations that are just so inspiring. Um, what's the biggest piece of advice someone has given to you during this journey in your podcast? Well, first off, let me commend you for your, you doing the podcast because you reached out to me and started yours. <laughs> and I was like, heck yeah. Like when I was looking for it originally, there was I couldn't find anything that was a Christian athlete podcast. Um, and so I started one and then you started one. And like there's just not that many out there. And so 
first off, I commend you for it because like the more people, the better. Like it's not me versus you. Like it's, we're not a competing podcast. It's exactly it's, who can we reach? How many people can can we spread the gospel to? So first off, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, but one of the th- my favorite pieces of advice that I heard, and at the end of my podcast, I ask everyone if you could tell your team one thing, what would you tell them? And my friend John Cabongo, he played basketball here and. The thing that he said is rest to work, don't work to rest. And I loved this. I, you know, working hard has kind of been my motto. That's how I've gotten to where I am, in, in my opinion. But we should be working diligently toward whatever God has called us to. And we shouldn't be looking to work just to then go rest. God, you know, doesn't give us work to then fly through it, to then go sit on the couch. He gives us the rest to restore us, to then be able to go back to work. Um you know, we know that good things come from hard work. It's why the Proverbs talk about it so much. Uh, but hard work doesn't, you know, guarantee success, but God doesn't promise us success. It's, you know, without it, we have no chance. Colossians 3.23, one of my favorites, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. And that's just my one of my favorite things about this rest to work, don't work to rest is you know, we're, we're seeking to give God glory in everything that we do all along the way. It was definitely, well, thank you so much for just giving me that shout out, (laughs) but it was great to talk to you and just be like, Hey, I want to do this. At first I was wondering if you'd be like mad because I was doing this because I I didn't want to like take your thunder. You know what I mean? But like you said, we, we don't want to do this to compete like me versus you our listeners versus your listeners. It's just spreading the gospel. That's all we want to do with this. But going back to what you said, it's been an adventure for sure with this podcast. It's been difficult sometimes. But yeah, it's it's been a great thing. And thank you again for letting me reach out to you and just give me advice. But going into our conversation today, it's going to really be focused on advice for Christian athletes. What we've learned what we've heard and just anything that maybe you tell your friends that are athletes that maybe aren't Christians or maybe they're struggling in their Christian walk. Um, so the first question I have is if you could go back in time and change anything from your past as an athlete, what would it be? I think it would be, and I think it goes along with an athlete and as a Christian, but it would be not stepping into what God has called me to as soon as possible. There's so much of this like timidness when you walk onto specifically a college campus, but like high school, wherever you are of like, I got to establish myself first and then I have my platform to speak. That's not how God did it. You know, that's not when Jesus came to this earth, he didn't like, he didn't just like find a following and then gather it, you know, become a likable guy and then start preaching the gospel. He did it by preaching the gospel. And so I think, for me, one of the things I look back at is like, I, I kind of found myself getting caught up in my circumstances um, that caused me to look inward rather than outward injuries. When, when I was hurt early on in my career, that was like, why am I hurt? How do I get healthy and kind of like suck myself inward to not like focus on my teammates as much. I'm a mechanical engineer at Virginia tech and that has dominated my time. Absolutely dominated it with baseball. And so Sometimes I get caught up in this, like, I got homework, I got things to do, like, I got to, you know, do the X, Y, Z, and it causes you to look inward. And so I would say to, like, anybody that's, like, an athlete and in school, you know, you're going to be busy. It's just the nature of, like, college athletics in general right now. 
but busyness is also a blessing, but don't make it an idol. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Hmm. And so just because you're busy doesn't mean that we can't go to be our, with our teammates. You know, I think our teammates see our busyness and when you go and step out and be there for them, they recognize the sacrifice. And so I would just say like, don't be afraid to walk into what God has called you to as soon as he's called you to it. It was difficult for me coming from a public school, never really had serious, serious consideration for my faith. So like you said, I wanted to establish myself and then I felt like I could share the gospel or do whatever I wanted to do. But I mean, yeah, I, I relate to that so much. Just don't be afraid to, as a freshman or even as high school underclassmen, don't give in to that we have to work our way up to share the gospel. Like when you're senior, you can share the gospel. No, that's not how it works. We always, always, always are called to share the gospel wherever we are. But I think going for me in this question, it would actually be to replicate what I spoke to, spoke about around others about Christ, especially in high school. I, I mean, I went to church every Sunday. I acted a certain way around my Christian friends. And even on my baseball team, I was even named the team chaplain. Like it was, it was just kind of hypocritical a lot of times because I would, I would be the guy that prays before every game. And then during the game, I'd be cussing up a storm when I struck out, like it, it would be really just not a good witness uh, to a lot of guys back then. I think that's very hard for a lot of athletes today. Like once we step into across the lines, like it's so, it's supposed to be so cutthroat and you're supposed to have like a win at all costs attitude. And I made so many mistakes back then, especially when playing that I look back and I asked myself like, why, why did you do that? Because you had so many guys around you that you could have shared the gospel with and been a great witness to, and maybe even changed their lives. But I was kind of too caught up in, okay, where am I going to go to college? How, how well am I going to do in today's game? So it was kind of like a, it cost me a lot of time in relationships in that way. But now looking back, I mean, you can't change it. You can, anything in the past is set in stone. So all you can do now is just look to the look to the future and in the present that you're in, just share the gospel continuously and be as Christ-like as you can, because obviously we're always going to fail. We're always going to sin. Next question I have for you is, do you feel like sports can drive us closer to God or farther or maybe even both? Yeah, I think this is a really good question, but I think uh, my friend Chase, who I actually had on my podcast, put it a really good way. He said, sports are an incredible mission field, but a terrible God. And I would just say like sports can show us our inability to sustain ourselves with our failure, but sports can also elevate us ourselves onto a platform that we don't want to like, we don't want to give up the credit for. And so I think in our success and in our failure, God uses both of them and the enemy uses both of them, you know? And I think the biggest key of sports is just to keep God on the throne. When we take God off of the throne and put ourselves on it, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. And that's basically your title of your podcast, like the Christian mm -hmm. athlete paradox. Yeah. Like how, how do we live in a secular world and play secular games when we're called by God to live an unsecular life? Like you were saying, I think it can go both ways. If you make sports an idol in your life, that drives you so much farther from God. But 
if you have a good sense of what sports should mean to you and realize that that's a mission field that you can have, I think that'll bring you so close to God because you're sharing the gospel and you're giving people a chance outside of sports. Because I know for a lot of guys around me growing up, it was either sports or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, They didn't have another option because it was their identity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like making sports your identity is, is and I see it all the time with my teammates. It's so sad because like at some point sports are going to fail you. Like at some point you hit a wall and I like I hate seeing my teammates, you know, down for a week at a time, you know, because they had a, a bad outing for the last, you know, the last time and they have to wait seven days, five days to get back out there again. And it's, I don't want to say it's not worth it because God gives us the ability to, in a love for our sport and we should care about our outcome. But when it takes over your life and you forget about who God actually says you are, that's when it becomes an issue. And you will be a emotional roller coaster throughout that yeah. season, throughout that time. Yeah. Because I mean, if you have a good outing, you're on the top of the world, but if you have yeah. a bad one, you're, Oh goodness, yeah. you're in the Valley and you can never get out. Exactly. Um, so when it comes to negative things that sports can bring, like injuries, like you've talked about, mental health issues that you released a podcast, uh, an episode that talked about that, what encouragement would you give to someone that may be going through these things right now? Yeah, I would say, you know, I call these kind of like the storms of life, you know, they come and they go and we know they're not coming in a storm forever, but they're there. And when you're in it, it's not fun. But I think the advice I would give to some people is, is to shift your perspective back to an eternal perspective, because today, tomorrow, and for the rest of the eternity, God is still on the throne, and that's never going to change. Whether you go seven strong with 20 strikeouts or you go one and a third with six runs, you know, like the reality of it is God is still on the throne. And the same God that created the universe cares enough not to just, just know what's happening in our lives, but promises to walk through it with us. And when we do that, we literally cannot lose. You know, I've been on the injury side. I've been on the not playing side. My freshman year, I struggled with depression through my injury and through everything. Um, and the circumstances when you feel like you're down and you have no clue how in the world God's going to turn it around. We know that God it controls the universe. And he literally in the Bible talks about he calmed the sea with his words. And so why wouldn't I give him the trust of my life for that? And so I think that that's something that I would tell people is just shift your perspective back to this eternal perspective because like our culture today gets caught up in this day-to-day -day me, me, me perspective. And that, like you said, it's a roller coaster and sometimes that's a ride you just don't want to be on. It's so difficult to live that and just be happy during that because it's, it will take you down a road you do not want to go down. They talk about Jesus, you know, with Jesus, joy is independent of my circumstances. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is they're looking for happiness. But the reality of it is as Christians, we're seeking joy. Mm, amen. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think it, Matthew McConaughey might've been on there, but he, uh, he was saying happiness and joy are completely different. Even though you seek happiness and you want happiness, joy actually comes from which what will make you happy like loving your family loving your significant other that joy that you can get will triumph over any happiness you can ever get on this earth so 
Next question I have is how, how can athletes remain confident in themselves, but not get too carried away and become cocky maybe? Yeah, no, I think this is a really good question. But for me, it comes from constantly being in the word. And it goes back to that eternal mindset that I just mentioned. When we get cocky, it's because we've unseated the Holy Spirit from the throne of our lives. And we've essentially put ourselves onto it. Trust me, I've definitely done this. I'm sure you've done it. We've all done it. But it's and it's easy to do, you know, when we're having, when we're going good, we want that to be about us. Like we want the praise, the honor and the glory for ourselves. But the Bible says that, no, that's for God and God alone. And so I think being in the word and constantly in prayer is something that essentially roots us to him. And so, you know, I, that's, that's the advice that I would give is, is find a way to be in the word, find a way to be in prayer. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be extravagant. But the one thing I've learned from being in the word is the more you're in the word, the more you want to be in the word. And the mm -hmm. more you're away from it, the more you want to be about yourself. Mm -hmm. My parents always taught me to, you got to be confident, especially when playing baseball, but you cannot let yourself be cocky because there is such a big difference. Oh, such a big um, difference. And I mean, we've all failed with that. So it's definitely a hard thing to do. I think a lot of players don't know how to turn that off uh, when they step off the field. So they're always cocky. They're always just have a next level of confidence. And it takes a lot of confidence to play that sport. So, well, so, so our coach talks about, you know, you got to have a big personality and, you know, for me, like the people I was looking to that had these big personalities, you were like, Oh, they're loud. They're extravagant. You know, they're, they're out there. But the thing I kind of came to realize is you're, what's exactly what you're saying is that my confidence is from within. I don't have to be showy about it mm. to still have confidence, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You don't, you don't have to be like Tim Anderson and flip your bat every time you hit a home run. <laughs> just, <laughs> exactly. to, just to have some confidence. Um, exactly. Next question I have. Do you have any Bible verses that you constantly remind yourself while either playing or going throughout your life? So my favorite is Colossians 1.10, which says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing good fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. And to me, the thing that I love about this verse is to live a life worthy of the Lord because it's his, he gave it to me. So what I do with it should honor him and, and should glorify him. Um, but going along with that, one of the things that I've, it's, it's kind of a motto that I've I adopted. I adopted it my freshman year of high school. And I kid you not, I've thought about changing it so many times, but every time I go to change it, it still holds true. So I can't do it. Uh, but it, it's, it's the letters AFH and it says all for him. And it, you know, to some out there, it's corny, it's lame, it's, it's simple, but that's what I love about it is it's so simple. Mm. Um, and it says it's, you know, it's all for him, but it's the reminder that in everything that I do, it's all for the glory of God. I did eventually modify it a little bit. I still use AFH, but now it's, all for him and all from him, mm. you know, just to encompass this when it wants to be about me, when I want to make things about me, it's all from him. Therefore it should be all for him. Yeah. That's, that's a great, I guess saying that you have, it's just like, it's very simple, like you said, but it's, it's, it goes a long way mm -hmm. uh, in the message. I feel like for me, Psalm 28, seven uh, is a good verse, not only when I play, but throughout my life it says the lord is my strength and my shield in my heart trusts and i am helped my heart exalts and with my song i give thanks to him and like you were saying it's all for him like mm -hmm. everything everything that we do is all for him especially when we play 
And I think too, replaying and having that in our minds anytime we step on the field, anytime we go to class, even it's such a good reminder that the only reason we're here, only reason we're on this earth is for God. Like he mm -hmm. made us and we're created in his image for him. Exactly. And we're called to make others who aren't aware of that aware to just spread his gospel and to spread the love that he has. Because once you find that love, it's unlike anything you'll ever find on earth. Yeah. And it's something that's so difficult sometimes to, to talk about and accurately depict without showing it. And that's what I think is so cool about the gospel and, and the way that the early apostles spread the message of the gospel was they didn't just speak, they did and they showed. And that's one thing that I think we as Christians can do to our teammates and do to the people that God has put around us is to show them the gospel, not just speak the gospel. Like we said, it, it can be, it can be hard sometimes to do that. Um, Absolutely. Especially when you're an underclassman, you don't have that respect maybe, but mm -hmm. it's always motivating. It's always encouraging to me just to see guys that maybe come in and like, they don't, they've never talked to anybody on the team, but they, they, they have something about them that you could tell is just like, it's not like a common baseball player. It's not like a common athlete, just a guy that replicates Christ and he wants to just spread the gospel any way he can. So how do you continue to grow as a Christian athlete, both on and off the field? Yeah. You know, I think this is one of the great things about sports and about our faith is that they go together so well in so many things that we try to do. In our faith and in sports, we are never a finished product. And every single day we have to wake up and reteach ourselves the truths about, you know, whether it be our sport or the truths about God. You know, this is kind of an odd thing to th say, but like, what do I mean by this is we as humans and, you know, we're both guys, specifically guys, we're stupid. Like <laughs> every morning we go to or every night we go to sleep and every morning we wake up. We have no idea what happened the day before. We have to reteach ourselves essentially everything that we did the day before. You know, you don't wake up. It's just it's just weird. Guys and girls are different in this way. Mm -hmm. that like guys wake up and like you're not necessarily filled with the joy that you had the night before. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a new day and you like hit a hard reset. Um, yes. And so for me, that's why I do my quiet time in the morning is because I have to reset and, and orient my thoughts to God every single day. You know, I could have, could have had the best day yesterday. I could have had the most awesome conversations, you know, done some awesome things for the Lord. But today I wake up and the enemy is still after me and he's coming hard. Mm. He is coming hard. And if I don't reorient myself in the word every single day, like I'm going to lose that battle for the day. And that's why it's for me, like I got to do my quiet time in the morning. But, you know, baseball and sports, like I said, are no different. I throw my change up. That's my pitch. But if it's good one game, like the next game, I'm not just going to be like, oh, it was good last game. It's going to be good today. You have to work on that every single day because it's a feel pitch. And so that's what I mean when I say like, how do sports and faith go well together is that we have to reteach it to ourselves every day and we're never finished. Yeah. And Satan will, he can and will use those good days and then right after you have those good days to just tear you down because mm -hmm. once you're on that high he loves just bringing you down yeah but it's it's such a great piece of advice just to stay in the word and i mean like like you said guys are dumb like we're we're gonna make so many mistakes 
but staying in the word is such is so important because like you said if we go outside of that word or if we don't follow closely to him we're going to just want it to be about ourselves and mm -hmm. have all these secular desires when i thought about this question i felt like on the field of course we train our bodies but i think we need to train our minds so much more than our bodies amen like you talked about in your recent podcast about mental health we spend so many hours focusing on how we perform how how we train how we do work in the off season uh, i think we may over overlook what that can do on our mental side we have to rely on god through that obviously because it's not going to be as easy, but in order for us to let this happen, we have to stay in the word, like you said, and continue to pray. But off the field specifically, I'm trying to build those relationships with others, especially through God, because it's so it builds team chemistry more and it builds relationships more with other believers. Mm -hmm. um, and that's so important in our walk every day. No, I mean, you really you hit the nail on the head. Like, that's that's so true. Well, final question I have for you. Um, okay. What's next for you and your podcast? Man, okay. So I don't know if you've noticed. I know some other people have noticed. And they've been asking me about it. I've been, I've been like just drowning in work. We had season and then <laughs> this summer I was working and playing baseball. So I haven't, I haven't like edited my, my podcast in a while. Um, but that is coming back. I am so excited to get it back going. I have one that's in the works right now it's recorded it's almost done editing it'll be out hopefully this week so i'm excited about that one but then you know i don't know we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep talking to people and just continue to spread the gospel and, and get rid of this idea that that sports and our faith are paradoxes so yeah no i'm excited for it i don't exactly know who's coming next um <laughs> other than i got some close friends here that are that are chaplains at virginia tech um that i'm excited for for them to to be able to be posted and to, to hear what they had to say. But yeah, that's, that's what's coming. There's going to be some more episodes this fall and I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a great honor just to talk with you. Uh, you're so knowledgeable about both the Bible and athletics. So it was great to have you on. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on the, uh, the, the cap soon. Oh yeah, definitely. We're going to, we're going to get this trade off going. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, all listeners out there, please go listen to the Christian athlete paradox on all, all platforms. platforms. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. No, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>